Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Kalindi's very, very, very... Okay, let me... Let me, I, I want to introduce you quickly because, um, so Kalindi has been with us. I think she joined PIWC just about two years ago, not so long ago. And then she traveled and then she came back and then she joined Amsterdam City Church when we started, like seven months ago. And Kalindi is part of the Preacher's Digest. Preacher's Digest. Yes. So Kalindi is part of the Preacher's Digest, which is anyone that um, wants to grow extra in the word. Uh, can join. Anyone that have, has ambition to speak uh, and bless the church can join. And Kalindi is one of the, the students from the Preacher's Digest. Yeah, and today's her very first time preaching Uber House. Her thank very, you. very first time. I wish you stand up and show her some love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come thank on, you, come, thank on, thank come you, on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you, thank you. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so much love, thank you. I would like to thank God for loving me so much that he sent his one and only son to die for me. And I'm just so grateful that I get to be here in the house of the Lord with all my brothers and my sisters alive. It's a gift. I also want to thank the leadership of this church, our leader, our visionary, presiding elder John Ango. And yes, give it up for John. <laughs> And his beautiful wife, Dignes Grace Ango, the professor of our Bible Academy, our teacher, Pastor Daniel Owusu Asare. Yes, thank you very much for this opportunity to bring a message today. Um, it's a massive honor for me. And I just want to express my gratitude for everything I get to learn from you every week. So thank you so much. Before we begin, I just would like to take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, faithful God, thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, that you are love. Thank you for this service. Thank you for this church. I pray that today your Holy Spirit will lead me to bring the message that you have for us. I pray, oh God, that you will be revealed to us through your word, that the eyes of our heart and our understanding will be opened today. This I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the theme of this month is God is love. And we have already been blessed with awesome messages. We learned that God's love has dimensions, that it is so deep, so high, so wide, and so long. We learned that perfect love casts out all fear. That in fact, in love, that there's no fear at all. And last week, we heard a powerful message from Grace about going back to the soil of love. That is where we want to be deeply rooted. So today, I will build on that and also shine a light on a few more fractions of love because love is so immense. Let's dive right into the word. Um, I want us to begin to look at the moment when you give your life to Christ, when you confess and believe. So please open your Bibles, open your Bible apps, and go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. 
1 John chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you have it on your Bible app, please uh, use that version and otherwise any other that you prefer. I read in Jesus' name. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. So when you accept Jesus, God comes to live in you. He comes to dwell in you. And we learned at Bible Academy that when God came to dwell in you, he came with his own character and his own And his character is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the fruits of the Spirit, they all came in one. It's a one-package deal. So when God came to live in you, all of these traits, all of these fruits, the seed of it is within you. Now, in terms of fruit, you produce after your own kind. God is love. Therefore, his fruit is love. Yes, amen. So when we look at fruit trees, as an example, a mango tree grows mangoes. Papaya tree grows papayas. You will never see a mango tree grow papayas. No, it's not happening. Because you produce what you are. Fruit trees produce fruit. But when they are dead, they can't grow and blossom and bear any fruit. They need to be alive, nourished, and rooted in the right soil in order to produce the fruit that they were created to carry. And for man, it is the same. We need to be alive in spirit to be able to produce the fruit of the spirit, which is love. When we are in sin, which means unbelief, we are separated from God. We are separated from God. It is only through Jesus that we get to be in his presence, in love and in life. Without Jesus, for man, there's no life. And without man, or without Jesus, <laughs> let me say that again. Without Jesus, for man, there's no life. And without life, there is no fruit. Let's go back to the very beginning, to Genesis. Please go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This is on the fifth day of creation. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. 
So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Amen. Notice how strong the emphasis is that you are created in his image. Just in these two verses alone, it's a four-time confirmation. It's written, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And then in verse 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Such strong emphasis, almost like God wanted to really make sure that we would get this part. Because it's so important that we understand this, that we know this, that we believe this. We are created in God's image. And it continues in verse 28. It says, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Fruitful means to be full of fruit. And when I looked up the definition of the word full, it's defined as containing or holding as much as possible, having no empty space. I used to think that be fruitful and multiply was just a reference to having babies, that we had to fill the earth with beautiful children of God. But when we come to the understanding that the fruit of the Spirit is love, it reveals a new meaning to the word fruitful. God's command, be fruitful, is saying, be as full of love as possible. So full of love that there is no empty space left in you. Just like Jesus. Let me show you. Please go to John chapter 1, verse 14. I read from the New Living Translation. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Amen. Jesus was full of unfailing love, meaning a love that never fails, a love that wins every battle. He was full of it. And we are created in God's image. God's fruit is love. So our fruit shall be love as well. Amen. But what does love look like? In English, we use the expression falling in love. As if it's something that you stumble into. <laughs> yeah, you fall into it. Making it sound very unintentional, effortless, even accidental. Yeah, anybody ever accidentally fallen in love? You tried not to, but happened anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, making it sound like unplanned even. You fell into it. But when we look at the life of Jesus, it teaches us that love is extremely selfless, extremely sacrificial, and very intentional. Yeah. Jesus thought of you and me on the cross. He died to save us. He didn't die to save himself. He gave himself so that we would have life. Jesus on the cross was an intentional sacrifice that God made. It had specific 
purpose, specific aim, so that we would be reconciled back to him, so that we would be able to be back into the presence of our loving Father. And the word reveals that love and giving, they go together. You can't separate the two. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it is written, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Love gives. God is love. When God gave Jesus, we know that Jesus is God who became a man, who became flesh. The word became flesh. So when God gave us Jesus, God gave us God. And God is love. So God gave us love through Jesus. The word describes love so beautifully. Please all go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. I read from New Living Translation. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Wow, this scripture reveals a lot about God. It reveals a lot about love. But when you think about it, you are created in his image. That means that this scripture reveals a lot about you. Literally, look at this scripture. This, this is you. All of this is in your spiritual DNA. You have inherited from your heavenly father the ability to love like this, to be this loving, to be this good to people. And the last part is very powerful. Love endures through every circumstance. Every circumstance. Now when I looked up the meaning of the word endure in English, endure is defined in two ways. The first is to suffer something painful or difficult patiently. Exactly what Jesus did on the cross. That was such an act, a true act of love. He suffered through his crucifixion patiently. He endured betrayal. He endured pain. He endured it all and overcame it because Jesus is God. And God is love. And love endures. Now the second meaning of endure is to remain in existence. To last. Love lasts. Love lasts. It never dies. It never stops loving. 
in love is life. Love is a life. Jesus said, I am the truth, the way and the life. Not a life, the life. Jesus is the life and no one comes to the Father except through him. So Jesus is the only way, the only way into love. We don't fall into love. We are saved into love. Jesus saved us into love, into the presence of God, into eternal life. So once you are saved, you're forever in love. You can't fall out of it because once you're in it, you can't be separated from it. We read this last week, but let's look at it again. Please go to Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are saved and secured in love. God loves you and he will never stop loving you. When Jesus was asked, according to Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 to 40, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second, Equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. So it's written that we must love. It is not optional for a believer. We must love. And it's also showing us a requirement. We need to love others as we love ourselves. And who is yourself? Who is your true self? It is who you are in Christ. So to be able to love yourself, you need to know yourself. You need to know the love of Jesus. That is your identity. So it leads back to first loving God because he loved us first. The evidence of that is on the cross. He loved us when we were yet sinners. We did not deserve his love. We cannot earn it. But he loved us so deeply that he sacrificed himself. Selfless, sacrificial, and intentional. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, it is written that no one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Remember the definition of fool? 
containing or holding as much as possible, having no empty space. So when we love each other, God's love in us is expressed as much as possible. That is how we can live a fruitful life. It's written full expression. We can be fruitful by loving each other. And Jesus, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus may love visible on earth with his life. But he's not walking around here as a man today. You are. So God will use you to make his love visible to others. Through you, others will be able to experience all the goodness that comes with the love of Christ. And he will use you to open their hearts so that they receive him too. He will use you to love through you. He lives in you and he loves through you. And when through you, he opens the heart of someone else, he then comes to live in them and live in them and live through them, love through them to open the heart of someone else. That is how we multiply. That is how we multiply. And it's actually God. It's all him. He is doing it through us. Be fruitful and multiply. Be as full of love as possible and multiply it. For you, loving is natural. For you, loving is natural because you are a child of God, created in his image, reborn from his spirit, a new creation. You are created by love, through love, like love, and to love. Father, I thank you for this word. I pray that the fullness of your love in us will manifest, that our hearts will learn to love like Jesus, selfless, sacrificial, intentional. May we be fruitful, as full of love as possible so that we will overflow onto everything and everyone around us to anyone who encounter, that we will be able to show the love of Christ. God, you loved us first. You are the Lord, the love of our lives. Holy Spirit, our helper, please lead us in love and teach us to love. Thank you for this word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.